0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sweet Seats, episode two of the second season. I'm here with three new people on the pod today. I am Tyler Ratliff. I got K-Puff Kyle Purdy next to me here. What's going on? I got Dominic D-Money Novak. What's up? And then I got Joey the Man Hogan. It's your boy. The All man. right. All right, guys. Uh, today, we're going to start off by talking about the Lions. They come back to beat the Bears after they were down at halftime. How are we feeling after that win? Um, great. I mean, we
1: have – I mean, they've been – I think they've proved a lot. But, I mean, I just think it's like the coaching. Um, the Coaching has a big part of the game. But, I mean, they just beat the – oh, did they just beat again? They just beat the Bears. Yeah, they just beat the Bears. But well, Justin Fields has been doing great recently. I mean, he's been – He's done everything he can possibly have done. I mean, he's put up 50 fantasy points to, uh, back-to-back weeks, and, yeah, so I think they're coming off
2: a great win. I, I was impressed on what they did this weekend, to be honest with you. I'm a huge fan of Damn Campbell, and, like, I just really, like, I love him. I love that Jeff Okuda with the pick-six clutch. I was reading something today. It was said that the Lions had, um, haven't had a pick-six since 2018, and I love how they did it. Jeff Okuda's a dog.
3: You know, I was – I'm glad you brought up Dan Campbell, because I really started, like, I was scared about it, because I really bought into the whole hard knocks everything, Dan Campbell making these huge changes in Detroit, you know, like, we have, we got talent everywhere now, and then you come out of the gate one and six, it's, all these Detroit fans are like, yo, what's going on, like, what are we doing here, and, you know, um, we fired our defensive backs coach, that was huge, and then our defense comes into Soldier Field and just plays... I know they score gave up 30 points, but, I mean, I mean, still a very good performance, I felt like. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson with the sack, Okuda pick six, got some dogs out there.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm so happy for Akuda too, that he got that pick six because up until this year, I feel everyone was going around saying, like, Okuda's a bust, He was a horrible pick. We could have gotten all these people better, especially then we get him at, like, the third pick in the draft. And we were talking about all these other people that we got better. And he tours ACL last year, comes back this year, and now he's having a heck of a year. And now the Lions, I believe they're 2-1 in the NFC North, which, yeah, they beat the Packers last week, beat the Bears this week. And now to our next team that I want to start talking about here. I know we got Bills Mafia, Joey Hogan in the room here, so I thought I'd bring up the Bills here today. Uh, Bills have lost now two weeks in a row. Uh, Josh Allen hasn't played. I mean, he's played just kind of regular, I would say, not like crazy, but... Joey, what are you what are you thinking about the Bills and Josh Allen? I mean, okay, so this week we had a rough time against
2: Minnesota. Let me go me and go Justin Jefferson, you can't stop that guy. But also, let me remind you that Josh Allen during this week was on an hour to hour basis. He, the coaching staff was like debating on him hour to hour. It's gonna be a game time decision. He, he,
3: he originally was not going to play. He originally was not
2: going to play. No, he's been working yeah. on his left arm or his right arm, right elbow. But I mean, we talk about the game in Minnesota, and again. The fumble in the end zone did not help you whatsoever. Think, you think the, you think Josh Allen's elbow was the reason for that horrible mm, pick? No, I think that's that uh, just sealed
3: the deal in overtime. Luck.
2: I think, but personally, like Justin Jefferson is a nonstop, unbelievable athlete. I mean, but you think about it, the Bills had Jordan Poyer, one of their starting safeties, out. They had they had uh, one of their corners, Kair Elam, out. They also had one of their stud, absolute stud, corners, Tradavis Davis White, was out this season. So. I know Justin Jefferson, don't get me wrong, he's a beast, clutch, absolute dog. But I think that uh, the depth in the backfield for the Bills really didn't help whatsoever. Yeah, that definitely had a major part of it because, I mean,
1: you have guys going – I mean, you have Kirk Cousins who's what? I think he only has one loss this season. Um, he has Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. I mean, the the weapons on the team, you need a, a good defense. There's only a good defense can stop that, and which they did or which they did not do, because they had three other starting players out, which is huge. I mean, we all play football here. Three starting people on our team would hurt us tremendously. And Josh Allen is 0-4 in overtime in his career. He has never won an overtime game. Um, Obviously, the Vikings game this past game, he lost. He lost to the uh, Chiefs in 2021 AFC Division Round. He lost to Tampa Bay back in 2021, Week 14 and in 2019 AFC Wild Card round, he lost in overtime. So he's owned 4 in overtime. I mean, he can clutch up, but I don't know about, I don't know, he hasn't been doing what he's uh, projected to do, so. He's still a
2: good athlete, don't get me wrong. He puts up great numbers. Just oh, yeah. overtime versus Josh Allen, <laughs> yeah. what it is. Here's a couple points yeah. I want to
3: bring up from that game. Justin Jefferson, obviously 10 for 193, two touchdowns. I mean, that's unbelievable. I don't care how many corners or safeties you have out, you still have to be a very good athlete to produce those numbers. Justin Jefferson may be the greatest catch of all time. I think Odell's is was better. I think Odell's was better, but that was an unbelievable catch. And Stephon Diggs with a catch in that game, too. Um, and then here's another point. The Bills have scored one touchdown in the second half since week two. One touchdown. They are a first-half team, it. and they scored three points in the second half against the Vikings. Yeah, it can't. was 30-14 to 14 at halftime.
1: Yeah, you cannot do that against good teams. We know what to bet. You cannot do. You cannot score field goals in the second half. Perp Duggins.
2: Yeah. Especially against Perp Duggins right <laughs> yeah, there. Those <Bills>, <laughs> need to start Uh, start ramping up in the second half.
0: Yeah. I, I wa- Sorry to interrupt you guys right here, but I would like to move on. We already started talking about it. Uh, Justin Jefferson's catch better than Odell Beckham. I would like to actually talk about Odell Beckham Jr. here just for a brief second. There have been a lot of rumors around lately about where Odell's going to go. I've actually heard some talk. Um, earlier in the season about the Bills some about the Cowboys oh, yeah. what Dallas. do we think about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. where do we see him going I
3: definitely like him going to Dallas and yeah I've I mean Twitter is a huge like rumor starter but in terms of like real like hard facts Jerry Jones has talked about Odell Beckham coming to the Cowboys he said it would be a great fit says he loves Odell Beckham and personally I also think it would be a great fit because the more the more weapons for Dak Prescott the better because yeah. he is a good quarterback and he has CD Lamb unfortunately CD Lamb has like six drops a game so un- like he, he's very inconsistent right now but Odell Beckham would just be a huge part to that offense I mean don't get me wrong
2: Odell Beckham's a great athlete but look at Odell Beckham in his past you know he's on the Giants right and then what happened after the Cle- he went to Cleveland right after that. Then, yeah, he but put up average numbers I mean, average he
1: numbers. He didn't do anything. But that special. was also that was also, with also Baker Mayfield. Had, yeah, he also had Baker Mayfield. There's Jarvis Landry there. Um I mean there's just a there Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. There's a lot of um people to spread the ball around to. So I mean I don't think it's directly his fault. And then I mean he went to the Rams, he did he did everything he needed to do at the Rams. Matty he, Ice, Matthew he, Stafford. Yeah, yep, he had Matthew Stafford, he had a good quarterback. Um is he burnt out in your opinion? I don't know with that last injury, or with that uh, Super Bowl game, that last injury, or that injury he had. He what he, he tore his ACL against in the Super Bowl. He um, yeah, he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. He should have. Um, I mean, he did what he could have done. He scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I mean, he had. I mean, he did everything he could do the season. I mean, he, there's nothing much you can ask for. And the Dallas needs that. Dallas needs a good, another good, reliable receiver to rely on, and you can always rely on him.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, and especially me, Dallas is my favorite team in the whole NFL. If we get Odell Beckham, I think it would be a great thing for our team just because it takes some of the pressure off of C.D. Lamb, which allows him to get open more. We have also another great threat with Odell, and then we have actually, and a lot of people don't talk about this guy, we have Noah Brown, who was a practice squad guy last year, and with all the people that were hurt on our team earlier this season, they brought him up, and he's actually done pretty good for us this season. So, I obviously, I think Odell would be a great addition to the team. But now I would like to move on to college football. And I'd like to talk about, since I know, Hogan, you're a Michigan State fan, and I'd like to bring up uh, Michigan State's win over Rutgers. Uh, what do we think about
2: that? Um, uh, so, personally, I mean, big dub against Rutgers. Uh, should have been an easy dub. Made it a little bit closer than usual. But, I mean, Michigan, State, Michigan State's known and likes to keep it close. Um, I love Mel Tucker, personally. I love him. Keep chopping, what I say. I mean... Losing Kenneth Walker doesn't help whatsoever. Um, he was everything to their offense. But, I mean, I think with the new four-star linebacker, Javon Brown, committing to MSU, I think it was yesterday, uh, that really helps a lot with, like, looking forward to the program. But to be honest with you, there going to be some tough games coming up. I'd like to see Noah Kim give it a go, the backup QB for Peyton, or underneath Peyton Thorne. I'd like to see give a go, see what, see what's going on with him, you know?
3: here's Here's my thing with, like, Looking forward to things. I feel like every sport, especially in terms of college football and the NFL, I feel like fans have to start stepping away from the whole, oh, let's start losing these games so we can get better draft picks. Oh, I'm looking forward to next season because we have we have these incoming four or five stars. Dude, worry about your team right now. You have to you have to like love watching your team right now. And it's not fun waiting a whole nother year for your team to start producing like they should. Produce now. Be a good team. Yeah, that's I not mean. better.
1: Yeah, Lions say that every year. I mean, Michigan State's going to say it this year, but I mean, one guy, yes, Kenneth Walker, he carried your whole team, but you can't. Uh, playing in the Big Ten against good teams, you play against Michigan, Ohio State. They play against Washington. They're playing against all these good teams. You can't have a singular – you can't rely on one player, and then when he leaves, you can't have an excuse of, oh, Kendall Walker's gone, so let's go – let's lose, like, every single game except, what, they're at, like, 500 right now or one over 500. I think they got to
2: focus on oh, just yeah. keep, like, winning and getting out of that bowl game. Tommy, yeah, I
3: do want to bring up one point with you real quick in terms of NFL and college football. What are your guys' thoughts on roughing the passer right now? I feel well, like it is yeah. the weakest thing. Oh, yeah. The, I, yeah. It's terrible. just –
0: especially terrible. with quarterbacks that are older, like if Tom Brady. Brady, yes. I mean, good, it's, I mean, yeah, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, but that one that was called on him, like, it was like a flick in the head almost. Like, it was barely even, a, like, just a touch. Garbage. These it de- was. Yeah. These, I these think defense, we got These
1: defensive ends and defensive tackles that train their whole lives, and every single training session they have, they just wallop the quarterback. They just destroy the quarterback. And then the college, they're allowed to do the same thing. They can do whatever you want in college, destroy them. And then you go to NFL. These college players, they they hit the quarterback. They barely even touch them, and there's a, they get a fifteen yard penalty, and then that, they get a fine, and then all these other things happen. Especially to like a rookie like that. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's part of the game. Yeah, like you're I gonna mean, get t- hit. You're football. gonna get hit. I, yeah. Under, yeah. I understand yeah.
1: like un, like unnecessary roughness, like on the quarterback. I understand that, but tackling the quarterback does not need to be rough in the basket every single yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. The refs have to start. The refs have
3: to start kind of having some decency for some of these guys because yes. you look in the NFL. I mean, Brandon Graham last night that rough roughing the passer that dude is like 285 pounds you try stopping when you are 285 pounds. And miles garrett bummer. look at miles are, garrett hey, miles garrett is a freak athlete he can windmill dunk he can do all this stuff like you can't be calling rough roughing the passer on these guys when the quarterback goes down himself and like these guys can't stop on a dime they're, yeah they're and why to is the
1: quarterback that. position protected so much I mean, I they they have the ball just like a wide receiver has the ball, yeah, just like a running back has the ball. They're right running, right. they're trying to advance the ball, they're trying to score, they're trying to run the ball to score. So is a running back. So, I mean, I just think that I just don't get the difference between um, a quarterback and a running back. Like, yes, you can still hit them, but – I don't know, it's just, I, I get mad watching NFL football every single day because of that.
0: Yeah, and I've got to interrupt you guys right here. I, there's just the biggest point I wanted to start at least talking about. I know it's next week, but I want to start talking about it a little bit in college football. Next week, Saturday, we have the game. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. You got C.J. Stroud and Blake Corum, two potential Heisman candidates going at it. Both Michigan and Ohio State undefeated. I think the last time that happened was 2006, so it's been a while for that. How are we feeling about Michigan versus Ohio State, boys? All right, I'm going to start off
2: with this one. I'm a huge Michigan State fan, don't get me wrong, but i was been looking at these past Ohio State games, and especially against like these past few games, they've been a little shaky in the first half, you know, especially with Northwestern. Uh, I forget who they just played, um, but they've been looking a little shaky in the first half. If – if Michigan decides not to be a second-half team, which I think that's what they are, yeah, right. Um, with Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, I mean,
0: I think they're going to give them, give them a run for their money. Yeah, and especially, I mean, we, gotta, we can't remember what happened last year. Michigan knocked Ohio State completely out of the top four. They right. didn't make the college football players. Now we have to go to the horseshoe and beat an undefeated Ohio State team. And we have to put our best foot forward because – they're gonna bring the heat, and if we don't, they're gonna knock us out this year. And
1: yeah, well, let's talk about the play- the playoffs. I mean, so say the a lot of people are saying it's the biggest factor between playoffs in and out. But you look at it, there's no un- undefeated teams to put in the playoffs other than like so. If Michigan or Ohio State loses, one of them has to lose. One of them, one of them's gonna lose. There's gonna be a one loss team no matter what. Uh, who do they put in? Do they, they're gonna put in TCU unless they lose. They're, they have they're gonna have to put in a one loss team. So I mean. Their, Michigan's going to have to beat Ohio State, I think, to get in. But I think Ohio State could have a one loss and still get in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the I because yes, I, mean, I mean, you still have to think about it. Tennessee. Still has to play Georgia again. And if they do in the SEC Championship, same with Alabama. So they're not going to put them in. So, I mean, their playoffs are looking a lot more different than it has been in recent years. Yeah, I'll bring up yeah. a couple
3: points there following off of jo- what Joey said and what you just said about the SEC. Ohio State – has not looked good in the past few weeks and I feel like this week against Indiana was kind of the first time they were like, oh, hey, our offense is." Powerful. We got to lock it up. But it was also it's also Indiana and Indiana is complete garbage this year. Right. They're they're not they don't have very many weapons at all. Michael Penix went to Washington. They just upset Oregon. That I was see that, that was pretty big. Um it was Bo Neck, it was Bo Nicks just kind of tearing it apart after they lost to Georgia week 1, but um yeah, and then in terms of SEC, LSU just clinched um birth into the SEC championship. Yep. So with your point, L S U already has two losses. So they're I don't gonna, yeah. I don't necessarily think they're gonna be in the top four. But yeah. back to your point, in terms of how like conference championship championships rolls around, I don't think they're gonna beat Georgia. I really right. don't. I don't no. think Georgia Georgia they're a power oh, Setson Bennett, Brock Bowers. I mean, but if if Push comes to shove, and LSU does beat Georgia, that opens up room for a two-loss team right. to be in the college football playoff, which we have not seen very much of. No, no, and that's kind of where I am because usually the winner of this Michigan Ohio State game is automatically in the Big Ten championship, right. and that's how it's looking like. Again, they're both in the same conference; they're in the Big, T- they're in the Big Ten East. That's it's it's winner go home right now. Yeah, it's kind of like I agree with right. that. It's yeah. it's a very it's like it's like a preview into the top four because yeah, this is yeah. a 2v3 matchup right now pretty much winner go home yep. you're not going to make it into the playoffs yeah. I mean that's just that's just yeah, how I look at it's it it's
0: a big thing for me too for Michigan because considering what happened in the 2010s uh, Ohio State pretty much dominated the rivalry we yes. won one time in the whole decade or whatever yeah or man like yeah and if we win this year that puts us 2-0 for the 2020s and when will, it'll be huge for us for that and another thing I would just like to talk about when you go to – I just feel like every single time for a while, like whether it's even Michigan or Michigan State that just goes to the horseshoe, Ohio State just dominates like completely. Yeah. It's and a really lot of home game. field advantage, I yeah. feel like, in the
2: horseshoe.
1: But have we taken a look at the weather? Because last year it was oh, snowing but. with C.J. Strout. I mean, you have one of the best – you have the probably the best passing offense in the nation. I mean, you have C.J. Stroud. It was snowing last year. It affected him last year against Michigan. So, I mean – at the weather, go, I think if we're playing, if Michigan steps on their A game, plays what they need to do, not be a second-half team like they always are, and they actually put up points, and they cannot drive down the field and score field goals every single time. Yeah, and There's yeah. so many field goals. I mean, we would put up at least 60 points a game without these field goals. You drive down, you're within like the four- or five-yard line, and then you get stopped, then you kick a field goal. Yeah. And then you do it again, and then you do it again. And then the second half, you score touchdowns. I mean... It, we, you just can't beat good teams, yeah. especially Ohio State. I feel you like the beat yeah, Ohio State. I
0: feel like the issue with past Michigan teams versus this year. We have JJ McCarthy. JJ McCarthy's a, he's young, but he's a good quarterback. In the past years, we've had uh, Wilton Spate, John O'Korn, uh all these guys. Like I remember a couple years ago, when we played uh, Ohio State at Michigan. We were up at the start of the game, and then our offense just fell apart. And in the opening, the last drive of the game, John O'Corn throws a pass, and it was just picked off. Like those silly mistakes by our quarterback that I think just hurt us in the past, and I think this year will help us because we have the best quarterback yeah. that we've had in probably 10 years, I would argue, yeah. for Michigan. Yeah. I mean, so, to
2: go back, sorry Kyle, to go back and with the weather thing what Don was talking about, I was looking at the score. By halftime for the Northwestern and Ohio State game, it was 7-7. Seven to seven. And remember I was looking at this game and it was rainy, it was cold.
1: Exactly. I think
2: weather's gonna play a big factor in game with Cedar Straw in his passing game. But then you have to think about Ohio State's linebacker, who literally is a stud. I forgot his name. Some he had, yeah,
1: he he's had the like the past four games. He's oh had, my god. Had an amazing game. I mean, he's had a pick, fumble recovery, forced foam ball, pressure on the quarterback. It, I mean, isn't it like Toe Toe or yeah, like that? I don't know. Was, yeah, I don't know his name, but he is just I think he's going to step
2: up for the Ohio State defense, and that's what's going to be the game deciding. Like, Ohio State defense is really going to decide, like, hey. Because Michigan's not afraid to run the ball, you know, especially yes. with Corman and um, Edwards.
3: Yeah, yeah. We're, still, we're still two weeks away from that game, but I feel like weather is definitely one thing you have to look at in that game because last year, Hassan Haskins, five rushing touchdowns. This year, Michigan, another huge rushing team. Blake Corum has 16 touchdowns. He is yes. leading. It's going to be fun. It's going to be like, fun. He is leading the FBS Football Bowl Series, which is pretty much all Division One football teams, in yards, yards per carry, and rushing touchdowns. That's unbelievable right. to do that. And, you know, um, I have not been impressed at all this year, like, as a whole with Ohio State's run game. So if it comes down to weather, run versus run, where both teams, their running backs are going to get 32, 33 carries, I feel like Michigan might have that. Okay. And... Um, Henderson, Ohio State's running back one, got carted off the field last week against Indiana. I did and see And he may be out for the year. We're going to have to check on that again. Um, yeah, so these things, huge things to look at. But if it weather's nice, it's dry, right. CJ Stroud, Marvin exactly. Harrison Jr. And you is look at Michigan's
1: defense, you dangerous. Have their, corn, their secondary is, I mean... I'm not gonna say that. I mean, they have a, they obviously have one or two good players, but their secondary has been struggling for us. They yeah. just see all these deep balls get by. They're playing a soft cover three. They're just picking them apart. And I mean, you just you just can't do that. And then yeah. they switch to man. They try to do man the whole <laughs> game against these good teams. I mean, you're just getting picked apart. Our front seven just is getting, definitely you're, where you're our strengths are. Yes, are you're at. you're just getting you're just getting picked apart every single game. I just I, we just a Michigan team cannot do that again. I mean, I just think if we just do. Um, if it's running, if, if it's going to be like a run game due to
0: the
2: weather, Michigan has it for sure. It's going to be a dogfight regardless. We all know this. It's going to be a dogfight. It's a rivalry game.
0: You yeah. Know? yeah, absolutely. And no doubt about it in my mind, it's going to be a great game at the Horseshoe. And, yeah, we'll just have to see what happens. But, unfortunately, that is all the time that we have for today. And we'll, we'll see you in a couple of days for our next episode for Episode 3. And that's it.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm Kyle Birdie.
0: Tyler Ratliff, Joey Hogan. do